everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your fantasy sports news update. The Raptors celebration off the hook today. Raptors bringing home their first title. The party's still going on. It might last all summer long. Awards so far. Carl Lowry for style. Rocking the vintage Damon Stoudemire jersey. A real nice touch. Best partier, Marc Gasol. Best range and distance in the champagne showers. And Norm for being lit. Five more years of popular chant. People want Kawhi Leonard to stick around. Good times all around. The city's so packed. This thing should have been over hours ago. It's just getting started. Kawhi Leonard also receiving the key to the city of Toronto from Toronto Mayor John Tory, hailing Kawhi, the true king of the North. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on hand, too. Good friend Richard Garner will join us from this historic parade, 24 years in the making on the show. Huge NHL news today. Eric Carlson might be a San Jose Shark for life. The veteran blue liner has re-signed with the Sharks to an eight-year deal worth a reported $11.5 million per season. That's crazy. The 2018-19 season was Carlton's first in the Bay Area after a September trade from the Ottawa Senators. The Swede finished with three goals and 43 points in 53 games. He added 16 points during San Jose's run to the Western Conference Finals before losing to the Blues. The new deal makes the two-time Norris Trophy winner one of the highest-paid players in the league, trailing only superstars Connor McDavid of Edmonton and Austin Matthews of the Leafs. Other Shark free agents that need to get things done, Joe Pavelski and Joe Thornton. The Anaheim Ducks naming Dallas Eakins as their new head coach today. He was promoted after four years of the Ducks affiliate to San Diego Gulls. He has a 36-63-14 and 14 record as an NHL head coach. The two biggest stars signed during the Major League Baseball offseason aren't drumming up the kind of support needed for the NL MLB All-Star Game July 9th. Phillies outfielder Bryce Harper is 10th among NL outfielders in votes with just over 498,000. While well, Manny Machado of the Padres is 6th among NL uh, third basemen with just over 207,000 votes. Harper and Machado signed for a combined $630 million this past offseason. The top nine outfielders and top three vote-getters at every other position as of June 21st will advance to the starters election, which will determine the All-Star Game lineups. Philly slugger Bryce Harper makes his return to Washington tonight to meet his former team. This should be a jacked-up atmosphere in D.C. The Nationals also not considering trading star pitcher Matt Scherzer right now. A July trade deadline is fast approaching. The veteran will receive a full-known trade protection as a 10-5 play, player, meaning 10 years of service time and five straight years with the same organization. Scherzer, a three-time Cy Young Award winner, owns a 5-5 five and five record with the Nationals this year, but still leads the NL in strikeouts and boasts a 2.81 ERA and 2.28 FIP. The 34-year-old is under contract to 2021, earning $35 million a year plus an additional $105 million in deferred payments from 2022 to 2028. Busy MLB betting board tonight. Let's go through it. Two at 7.05. Yanks and Rays. New York minus 149. Chirinos and Tanaka. Philly at Washington, as I mentioned. Nats minus 160. 10 is your total. Arietta versus Corbin. 7.07. Angels minus 60 at Toronto. 11. Garcia versus Jackson. I don't know who's going to be at the Blue Jay, uh, Jay. Blue Jay game tonight. They're all at the parade, so this is going to be a low mm-hmm. attendance. It always is. 7.10. Houston at Cincy. Reds minus 125. Miley versus Castillo, total 8, 720. Mets and Braves, Braves minus 169. Wheeler Dealer versus Soroka, 805 action. Cleveland minus 125 at Texas, 9.5. Clevenger versus Lynn, 810. Good series, Boston and Mini. Twins minus a buck 40. Parcello versus Berrios, total 10 at 815. We got Miami and St. Louis. The Cards minus 220. Hernandez versus Mikolas, over under 8, 1007. Baltimore at Oakland, the A's big favorites, minus 245, 8.5. Kashner versus Fires. Three more games at 10-10. San Fran at the Dodgers. Dodgers minus 258 and a half. Beatty versus Maeda. Casey's at Seattle. 
Mariners minus 128.5. The Duffman, Duffy versus Malone, and Milwaukee at San Diego. Padres minus 128. Tassin versus Lucchese. Josh McCown calling it a career today after 17 years in the NFL. The quarterback hanging up the cleats. College World Series action. Arkansas and Texas live right now. Tied at three. We are in the top of the sixth inning. That one, 7 p.m. Michigan and Florida State. Seminoles minus 165. Total eight and a half. World Women's Cup of Soccer. Four matches today. Germany winning, winning Group B with a 4 nothing win over South Africa. The Germans, a flawless 3-0 so far and one of the favorites to win with the United States. Spain and China also move on to the knockout stage after they played to a scoreless nil-nil dry. Matches on the go. Korea, Norway. Norway is up one to nothing at the half. And Nigeria versus the host France are scoreless at the half. CFL news, Hamilton Tiger Cats linebacker Simone Lawrence suspended two games for a head hit to Saskatchewan quarterback Zach Caleros. He's going to be out six weeks. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned. Red Heat and Rage Radio with me and host Gabe Morenci. Stick around. Richard Garner from the Raptors uh, celebration. Mike Blewett and a whole lot more. Coming up, hour one of Red Heat and Rage Radio. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions has been done. The parade is going on uh, right now. Uh, the Raptors are actually, they were still speaking on the stage right now, despite the fact that there's an active shooting going on in Toronto as we speak. Um, there's people like running through the streets of Toronto all over the place right now on Queen Street behind, uh, behind where all the fans are, like jammed in. Uh, right now, and this is turning into a freaking embarrassment. Uh, this is why we can't have nice things, uh, people. It started a couple hours ago, and I tweeted that things were going to get ugly. And it started with the stabbings. And uh, now I see I'm seeing a video. People are, like, running for their lives. I see a woman has been shot. God, I hope she's all right, man. She doesn't die. Like, uh, if she dies, man, like, seriously. Like, this, you know... Supposed to just be a freaking parade, people. Like, how hard is this? Ugh, you can't. You know, I, I'm, I'm speechless here. Like, I knew, yeah. I knew it would get a little crazy. And people, listen, someone got stabbed outside the Eaton Center a couple hours ago. People always get stabbed yeah. outside the Eaton Center. That happens every day. Then there was a second one, and then there was like a, a third one, Cam. And uh, then uh, somebody, uh, our boy Bronx Bomber, sent me a picture in Scarborough. They set, uh, they set a, a, a cop van on fire. Uh, right now on Parliament Street, uh, the people have overtaken the TTC streetcars. Uh, they've jumped on top of them. They've just taken them over and stuff. Like, you just go downtown, man. Yell MVP. Get drunk at a bar and go home. Like, what the hell's wrong with people? Like, it's I don't know, Mar- No, no, and this is crazy. You, you said it. It was happening before. There was also uh, all the other things that have gone on. Suspicious package today. A lot of things have been delayed. Oh, yeah. There's a um, bomb threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to go. Actually, my buddies and, and their kids, uh, they got lucky. A couple people that I know, uh, my friends are down there. They made it, but trains stopped, too. So there could have been even more people in the core. It's a lot of people there, Marenzi, and it's a small enclosed split space there, too. I'm with you. I didn't want to think about this. I thought a couple people might climb up on the arches at exhibition place and maybe, you know, a couple drunken incidents, and you, you think things about of that nature, but now we're talking guns and stabbings, and you're right. I just want to go down and party, and, uh, yeah, this is what we get. It's going to leave a black eye on the ceremony, and uh, this is supposed to be a day of celebration for a win for 
the first time in 24 years, but uh, it's uh, there's a lot of dark stuff going on uh, underneath. This is, is uh... it's horrible. Like it's a disgrace. Yeah, like I said, uh, it's an embarrassment. Hopefully, this girl's all right. Like if she dies, man. Like so if this poor girl dies going to this stupid parade. Um, yeah, listen, it's gonna shut a wood. Is one thing you knew this. You you weren't there. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm telling you, if I lived there, I wouldn't be there. I, I you know, I would have went like right like behind Liberty Village in the morning, and yeah, because I know exactly. I knew this, but. It can't. It was supposed to wrap up around like 1.30. They They're supposed to get to, to like. You can't have a bunch of wasted people. You can't have three million people jam packed in a crazy city that people get shot and killed every day to begin with. Like in the hot sun all day. Like this recipe for disaster. Shut it down. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, game time decisions ready for major radio, fantasy sports, uh, radio network. I'm Gabriel Brentsy, throwing it down to Rachel Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. I'm just uh, looking at the, the videos that are being posted uh, right now. And, uh, yeah, it looks like chaos. Well, at least it's going to clear up the city in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. This, this, will get people, this will get people back home. But, you know, I didn't think the parade would be this big, Cam. It's, uh, no, we can blame people now, the, but neither did the guys. And that's the thing. Like they should, the, the thing was, there was talk before when they said over under 2 million and people were laughing about it, Gabe, like priorly, like, are you kidding me? But I don't think people understood the amount, the people from outside Toronto, the mega city, people coming in, pickering this people flying in. I've heard people flying in from places in the United States, East coast, West, like it's a whole thing. This is not just a Toronto thing here. Like the city's being taken over by, Basketball fans, Raptor fans, people visiting Toronto have changed their vacation plans around this celebration now. So, yeah, they, they, and you saw, like, Gabe, I've been watching this thing since in the morning. You said it was supposed to end four hours ago. People are crowding. Like, they were not moving an inch for every, like, 10, 20 minutes. Like, there, it was stationary the whole time. It wasn't a parade. So people were just sitting there getting pummeled by the sun. And, you know, and I'm surprised there's been no uh, dehydration stuff. Panic attacks. Oh, there the has crowds, crazy stuff. There has yeah, well, I, yeah, we just haven't heard. We're going to hear no, about no, a lot more. We're going to hear a there, there has more. There's yeah, been right, reports. Would, there's a lot of you would, there's you a lot of people in the hospital. There's a lot of people in the hospital, Ken, because of the dehydration. Yeah. There's been been reports all day of it. Yeah. Brutal. Like, cause there's too many people there, and the the city they 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 didn't have a plan for it, and you know, me and you talk about this. It, it's it's bigger than anything I've ever seen, and uh, no, I I didn't even anticipate anywhere near these numbers either. You could kind of feel it, but it's absolutely immense. It's huge. Like I'm sure. Yeah, the, the the problem is uh, three million people is a lot of people. You can't you can't control three million people. Like you can't. Um, it's just you're be- you're begging for disaster. It's sort of like Woodstock. You know what I mean? And yeah, that was only like yeah. half a million people. Um, you get a couple hundred thousand people, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be uh, out of control. It's too bad though that uh, it's just it, it mars this day right now. 
Yeah, I guess I don't know if they're still going on. I had the video up. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Uh, they're still going Devlin. on right now. Yep, yep. Devlin's on stage right now. I'm watching this whole thing. You need any updates? I'll tell you what's going on. The team's on the stage. Uh, uh, Raptors play-by-play man Mike Devlin's got the mic. It's it's not even close to being over. Matt I Devlin. Don't think. Yeah, sorry, Matt Devlin. They did it again. Mike, Matt. Oh God, I'm my first. You're right. Just stick the last names with my mind. I'm like literally losing it. Anyway, uh, yeah, Kawhi's just coming up right now, so maybe he, he'll talk, and we'll we'll see what's happening. Yeah, you just grab the mic, and yeah, he's ready to rock. It's a, they're still going, Gabe. They're still going. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, like, if I was Kawhi, I'd be like, I want to get the hell out of here before I get shot. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe the – I don't think the Raptor players know. I, mean, no, honestly, they don't. I don't think – They obviously they don't. Know. Trudeau's well, on the stage. He's like, does he know? Doug Ford, uh, Doug Ford's there. Does he know? Like, the pre- Prime Minister well, of Canada is, is sitting with the Raptors right now while this is going on. Nobody knows. Like, these – actually, that's what I forgot to tell you. Yes. To uh, there's so many to. people down there, uh, a lot of phones. Like, when they were having these reports, the phone and Twitter and all that stuff was broken because there's too many people in that area with phones. Like, they were having problems with messages, tweets. They're writing like old school tape, Gabe, instead of like doing the report. It was very, very weird because there was such a saturation of people. They must have gotten the guy that uh, they shot the girl because they wouldn't. If there was a, if there was like a shooter on the loose running around here right now and stuff, the prime they'd get the prime minister out of there. Yeah, but there's no think- way Trudeau doesn't know right now that. Uh, uh, that you know, I mean, it's a dangerous, uh, dangerous situation. So it just must have been an isolated sort of incident. People hear a gunshot, they're gonna start running. It's too bad that a girl got shot. It's probably some dumbass kid that tried to shoot someone else. Some dumbass kid tried to shoot another dumbass kid, and uh, probably ended up hitting a girl, like what happened on that uh, Boxing Day outside the, the, the Foot Locker years ago. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard is uh, is uh, is on the stage right now here, Yang. I'll send you the link here because we're hoping that he's going to announce that he's going to stay. Except, like I stated, I don't that's know, not like, happening they, today. I guarantee. Do they even know that like people are getting shot at and stuff? Like, I, I have no idea, but I don't think he's going to announce it today. The five year, like they even talked, like they're not even asking questions about anything like that. They just want to soak it all in today and work it out. You saw though, Gabe. I saw your uh, tweet with five more years with Lowry. That's uh, that that chant was a pretty popular one, but. I don't think he's going to make an announcement today. I don't think that's his style. I think he's going to wait, wait and figure it out. It would be nice. Um, if was... Drake's talking it now. Like... Oh yeah, great. Uh, it looked like. Uh... <laughs> okay, just it looked like it was pretty short and sweet with Kawhi. Oh yeah, that's what that's like, what I love uh, about Kawhi. Da, 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 da. Done. <laughs> I love him. Um, he's the best. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, and someone should be telling them, like, hey guys, like. We got to wrap this up, all right? Like people are getting shot, like right behind us. Like I, uh, Toronto just couldn't stop being Toronto even for an effing day, Cam. Nope, nope. It was. It all started. You said it with the. the they had no plan for the parade route. It was, it was insane to do that. Like there was more people on the streets. Like you see the buses going. <laughs> like the cops yeah, are like pulling. They, away like you're already four hours behind like this thing started at 10 o'clock in the morning they were supposed to say everything with speech is wrapped up by like one o'clock that was the goal it was supposed to be from 10 to one you breeze to the thing you bring in the dignitaries we're done 
Why do people no. even celebrate like that? Like, I would not think, like, if the Knicks won the, the championship or the NBA finals, I'm not going to fly out to Toronto or maybe even set somebody's car on fire because I'm excited. Like, that makes no sense. Or even shoot somebody or stab somebody because the Knicks uh, won the finals. Like, I don't understand no, no, but they're that not, type of They're fan. not doing it. They're not doing it. They're not Raptor fans that are shooting and stabbing people. No, that's people. the thing. There's also the problem all these is, yeah, here. All the cops are got, there. You've got three million people. It, basically, the entire city, besides like old people and babies, is there right yeah. now. Correct. All right, and it's like Las Vegas, and like in Las Vegas, like every every Friday and Saturday night, there's always shootings and stuff on the strip, and it's because like gangbangers, like from LA or rival gangs, like they're going out and they run into each other and stuff. So there'll be like a bunch of gangs here, and they're all there. And they'll know, oh, our rivals are here, too, in the crowd. There they are. It's a good time to get them. In, in, in the chaos, you run into somebody that screwed you over before. Um, you know, I, it's not like some, you know, just random Raptor fan. Oh, let's ruin the day for every, everybody. I guarantee you it's like some punk-ass gang-type stuff. This stuff always happens in Toronto. They're always shooting each other, like, on Young Street and stuff. Like, because they run into each other. Right. Like that's how it like because normally it just stays sort of in a, in a few neighborhoods, but it spills out. And you got three freaking million people out here. I mean, by logic, I mean, let's just be real. I hate to say it, Cam. One like there might be less people that got stabbed and shot on a normal day today just because everyone's occupied. Exactly. Like, it, no, no. Like, it's, I, it's I, a don't, great, I hope this is a great setup. Okay. If you're if you're a criminal, but, like today's your day to do damage. All the cops are down there. There's different boxes of the city. Like, I'm surprised no buildings or anything have been ransacked yet. That's just me, but this thing's not over yet. We'll, we'll see. Especially now, like, because I already, I was tweeting about that earlier. Especially now, though, that there's even more chaos. Like, the cops have to be in, in full panic mode. Yeah. Um, they're going like to have to reopen up. Looks like it's wrapping yeah. up pretty good. Jamal McGlure's on stage with uh, Kawhi giving him a hug. They're all standing up, standing out. I think they want to wrap this thing up pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, should have been three hours ago, but it looks like they're on it now, Gabe. <laughs> That's the update. <laughs> and back to you. <laughs> Better late than never. Yeah, you're right, though. In, in, the, in the sun, and yeah, it's just a recipe for back. Now the question is, now you have to get out of that area. It is a, like you live there, Gabe. We know this area really well. That's a lot of people in that space there. It's nuts. Like they're spilling over everywhere. We'll see. Well, they they closed the um, the thing yeah. is they closed the uh, the subway down. And yeah. There's exactly. no there's no streetcars or buses obviously because mm. there's a bunch of maniacs on walking on every street. You can't go anywhere. I'm just thinking. I just don't understand. Like, what if you were like some like Japanese tourist and you got to get to the airport this afternoon? Yeah. You're How? not getting them. You're not getting. Oh, them. like when you miss your plane. <laughs> Yeah, time to wrap it up, guys. Time to go. Wrap it up. Not us, but. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
uh, Kawhi Leonard just dropped his uh, old famous laugh. Uh, I checked the Gmail uh, chat, I said to open the, uh, at least Kawhi Leonard uh, cracked a joke uh, yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting an update that Drake still might be performing. I'm like, are you kidding me? No, no, that, he's not performing. He, the, we have to let this. It, it's got to be over. It's got to be over. That's going to end well. Yeah, I see another. Yeah, so shooting reported at Nathan Phillips Square. They're going into that right now. Wow, I'm looking at the vi- stuff right now, Gabe. Craziness, man. Crazy. Oh, my God. People scattering. And the other stuff that happened at Eaton Center. Uh, the stabbing, Gabe, and the people are going to be okay. Three people involved. Just an update from what's happening. Our boy, poor Avery, got caught up in the shooting. He's all right, though. He's tweeting about it. So he was scared. Seriously? He was, oh, yeah. my God. He's such a nice he guy. Out, yeah, yeah. It's right near the Eaton. It was all, it's all always around the stupid Eaton. Always used, right to li- used, to, used to live in that area, Marenzi. I'm aware. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I have a way of sort of weaving in and out of these things, and I, I have a good, I have a good uh, uh, awareness of where not to be at certain times. Exactly. Like, like I would be here at this because I would know. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I know. I thought the same thing. That's like my Chris Meany posted a picture. Yeah. Chris Meany posted a picture. Yeah, uh, but it was all nice. It wasn't yeah. that packed. He was all behind. It was right on. Uh, it was like right good. by the C and E. There were a bunch of kids. Yeah. Like it was just starting, so he's not part. That's what I would have done. I would have said, "Hey guys, see you later," and I just would have went to a bar and watched it or something. That's but let's exactly, bring in uh, yeah. Mike. That's Floyd. what Visine Vince did there, Gabe. He's down there live too, so he's keeping it safe. Hey, uh, Mike. We've got uh, Mike. Mike, what's up, Mike? What's up, fellas? So sorry to hear about some of the. Uh, malfeasance at the parade, but uh, when you have a million and a half people all together in one place, I think unfortunately a few things are going to happen. I don't want it to overshadow the parade, though. I think it's cool that they there was such an outshowing of support. What a cr- tr- crazy amount of people! I'd be more. I would never go to that scenario personally. Like at my age, maybe when I was younger and uh, could fire back beers all day, it might have been something I'd wanted to do, but doesn't really sort of interest me to do as an adult as i'm sure you guys are sort of in the same boat um three million people mike not 1.53 and uh quite frankly i don't really see was there ever a time you were drinking beer all day (laughs) i mean it's it's a it's in the rearview mirror but sure (laughs) if i was a if i was if i was torontan a torontonian what is the correct phrase torontan or torontonian torontonian Torontonian. Torontonian. So if I was a Torontonian and I was 21 years old, like I just saw an interview with some kid uh, and I wanted yeah, to, and I was done with college for the year. Yeah. I'm sure I'd go in for the parade. Yeah. Like, I, like if you've been to a million of them, I was at the blue Jays ones, Mike, like their parades. It was oh, nothing was, like this. Like it's nothing like this doesn't, this is off the hook level 3 million. Like when I was at the blue Jays stuff, there was just cars going through the streets. People were partying in the streets with beers. There were no cameras. Like it was a whole different vibe. Game. Yeah. Like I, this is nuts. This is a, this is. I mean, I didn't go to any of the Yankees parades though. I've had ample opportunity. I never went. Huh. Yeah, I don't. You I, know, know. I think the Yankees are more used to winning. They had the better planned parade routes. <laughs> so <laughs> this is that's another yeah. great point. Like that's true. These yeah. Guys I, I'm actually had no yeah. Idea what to do, Mike? Like they started at uh, Drake Center. Where Gabe used to live, we had our old Renzi Studios, like Liberty Village area, and they're walking through the city. 
these are not big, big places to get through. Like the buses, they couldn't fit through. People were on the streets. Like this Problem thing is, was a logistical disaster from were, the get-go. By the way, guys, the they fact that nice. we're talking about it at 4.30 in the afternoon says everything that's wrong with it. Yeah. When the Yankees do this stuff, it's wrapped up before noon. That's Yes, that was the goal. That was the goal. Uh. Yeah, it should Up have been. Up the uh, heroes, little it should, stage, and that's it. Yep. It shouldn't have uh, been uh, this long, but the problem is they um, they got too ambitious. And I get it. Toronto's yeah. a big city, and, you know, if they just sort of, you know, if it was just sort of congested in a little area, no one, people wouldn't have been able to get in or, you know, close enough to see it. But... So they were like, because I thought it was crazy. Personally, when I saw the route, Cam, when I saw they were starting at the C&E and going all along, along yeah. Lakeshore, I'm thinking, are you guys like nuts? And, and then you're going to turn up York. How are you going to turn through those little street there? Like, that was there's like the thing. underpass there. Like, I was thinking, like, I know, the, the underpass, like, the Raptor guys are, like, ducking yeah. on the double-decker bus. Like, Kawhi Leonard could have got his head chopped off by a, by a pillar. Like, uh, but the whole you're thing, a tall guy. I know, it was ridiculous. I actually thought. They would just go right down Bay Street. Yeah. You know I mean? Or just go right down Young Street. Keep it simple, man. We're starting at Young and Floor and or, you know, even higher. Like, say, all right, we're starting at uh, Young and uh, Young and Finch. And we're going all the way down to the bottom. And that's that. That's it. You know what I mean? There's no stage. There's no this, no that. Like, it's just, it, it was too much. There's literally, like, three million people. It's just it's too much. Guys, the parade route in New York when the Yankees win is a very short parade route. It's not like the St. Patrick's Day parade that snakes all through Fifth Avenue. They go like a mile down Broadway. That's it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they don't want they don't want a million people there. That's why. Mike, they want a, a hundred thousand people. They can contain it and then they go on stage and call it a day. Watch it on TV. I remember, too, the Canadians won the cup I was at in 93. I was at the parade. It was like you said, Kim. It was more like a St. Paddy's Day parade. Like, there was room to walk on the sidewalk yeah, exactly. and follow along. That's what I'm saying. We were like I was going in and out of stores drinking. Hey, guys. Yeah, and like, you know, How you doing? And it was over. And it was that. Like, yeah, man. Here, you, like, I would have had a heart attack. Like, you know me, Gabe. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, the dehydration. I have panic attacks. Like, if I'm in the middle of that, the people there, that's just a nightmare. Uh, yeah. Like, we're going to hear a lot that's more. That's the thing I'd be most worried about. Cam is the crush of yeah. people. Huh. Oh, it's it's bad. I it, you know what it reminds me it's of Woodstock. Very bad. I was at the Woodstock in uh, the first reunion 94? one in nineteen. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So, 94. yeah, the twenty fifth anniversary one, yeah. and uh, it's the last time I ever did mushrooms. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hear I'm that nuts. story. We should so spend the rest listen. of the segment on that. Good intro. Yeah, it's good stuff. Right, it's good story. Anytime right? it's right. the right. last right. time, you know it's a good story. Yeah, yeah. and I'm pretty hardcore. So for me to be scared of off, so basically I was it's Woodstock. So I was, you know, I was enjoying myself, and some guy comes up to me. He literally has a garbage bag like full of magic mushrooms and stuff, and he's like, "Help yourself." And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm at Woodstock. So I stuck my hand in and but I did like like double palm pipe thing. All right. Oh, man. And I'm drinking like war beer with it. So I really oh, messed yeah. me up. And oh, yeah. I was there. I was there with this girl. And it's like the babysitter for my, my brother. Like, I didn't even know her. My mother was there and my brother and stuff. 
So I'm at the front, but she took mushrooms. She'd never taken them in her life before. Oh, God. So she pops the mushrooms. And oh, so she starts freaking out. I want to go back to the back and stuff. And we turn around. I tell her, I go, where are you going to go? There's like 300,000 people and stuff. And she started having a panic attack. <laughs> oh, boy. I was telling her, like, it's sort of like. Uh, it's a tough place for a like, panic attack. Yeah, but it's sort of like if you're scared of heights, you can't look down, right? So I was telling her, no, don't look can. behind. Yeah, don't look behind you. Because yeah, yeah. all you're yeah. going to see is like a wall of people and it's not going to end well. Like, I swear to God, man, like, it took, like, six hours to get through that thing. Like, six freaking hours, man. And, um, yeah, like, uh, I can't imagine. That was only, like, 300,000 people. This is 3 million people. This is, like. You think the 3 million is accurate? You guys know better than me. Yeah, well, look, that's better. Entire city, essentially. There's like eight million people who live in the surrounding were, areas. Mike, I think know, they so. were anticipating the 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 city. People were anticipating two million, and there's they they were not prepared. That that's what their plan was with two. And yeah, there's way Cam, more. If than it was two, two, if it was two, that's still too many. I know that's exactly. exactly. It's still way too many. You can't contain people like that. You don't have enough yeah, they're, they're, employees they're in now, the entire surrounding like, city to do anything approaching containing that. Now, Mike, you don't let me. And Cam knows he's in Toronto, but let me tell you, you can't comprehend how off the hook that city is right now. Jeremy Lynn jerseys are sold Great. out. Yeah. Like, there's not a piece of, like, Raptor merchandise Just anywhere, it. bro. Like, it, it's it's over the top. They, they, the NBA, uh, NBA.com. 180% more sales than the last couple of championship year, like of the, of the, cool. of the, of the Cavs or the Warriors, et cetera. Like it's yeah. a marketing freaking machine, man. It, it really is. Like they're, they're yeah. sort of a global team. They have an entire country behind them. Like the city itself, yeah. it's just, there's a lot, there was a lineup. Like there's, there's lineup. There was a seven hour lineup guys to get into a bar to watch the game when we were there, game five. Like, real sports bar, Cam. There was a lineup of people yeah. outside. for seven. We were there at noon, and they were going to get allowed in at 7 o'clock. People are waiting on line. Like, people wow. waited in line for this stupid parade thing, like the, the stage stuff, for 48 hours. People I'm, waited I'm, to get into that Jurassic I Park know, for man. four days the other day, Mike. I'm, wa- I'm, I'm, well, I'm watching this Cam. now, so think about this, Gabe. People who went to the city, Mike, there's no way for them to get home. Like, people that came in from these no. trains, there's too many people for them to get on the trains. They got to probably take, like, a $200, $300 Uber to get back to their hometown. Like, Gabe, I'm looking at Union Station right well, now. How are you going to get an Uber? Go An Uber would never be able to locate you. An Uber would never be able to locate you. You're stuck thing. for hours. These guys are screwed. Yeah, they're stuck till tomorrow. I'm predicting yeah. tomorrow. I read I, on Twitter be before, like before I got on with you guys, I was reading that they've been closing down multiple train stations. Look at this. Yeah, All right, Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Medicine Sports our Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, 
If you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Right, game time decision, Trinity Radio, Madison Sports Radio Network. Well, I wasn't at the parade, uh, but I'd rather have this T-shirt uh, than uh, be at the parade. And I picked out the right one because I noticed all the players, and uh, Sergi Baca was wearing this one. Um, it's amazing. I was saying you can't get any Raptor gear um, in. That uh, says Gotham. Actually, I got to get it up higher. Hey, Raptors. Um, can't get any gear, actually, in the, in the city of Toronto right now. But I went to the NBA store for the first time uh, yesterday. It's hard to believe. I've always wanted to go there, Mike. I never had the time. So I decided yesterday was the day. Uh, went over to the NBA store, and holy crap, I was blown away, man. Um, three three floors of uh, NBA badassery. And uh, basically, like, cool, right? uh, like everything you could possibly want. From like everything, like you're like, oh wow, like yeah, they got that. Uh, yeah, you could drop a lot of money in that place, but it's the perks of winning the championship, Cam. I took pictures of it. I'll go back. I, I did a periscope, but I wanted to take some pictures. Um, the entire windows all wrapped, uh, wrapped nice. We the North Championship gear and stuff. But even the Kawhi Leonard jerseys are sold out there. Like uh, Raptors are hot, but yeah. what blew my mind, Mike, was. I would. I was sort of assuming, but I sort of knew they did it. But I'm kind of blown away as to why they don't. Why the hell would the NFL not have some sort of flagship store like that? It's like printing money. I was in that NBA store yesterday. Like they're, they're printing money in that place. Yeah, the NHL has one too in town. Um, I I would imagine that the NFL. Well, the NFL does it obviously at their special events. Um, but they seem to rely on the e-commerce, the e-commerce store, maybe more than anything else. You're right; they would crush it. Um, it's interesting that they don't have a flagship store in town. I don't believe they did. It's, it's, it doesn't make any deal. You know, just another thing that the NFL is uh, is behind on. You know what I mean? Because I was in the store yesterday, and pretty much like half the people there were parents with kids, man. Kids, like, still yeah. buying Curry jerseys and stuff. I want to tell a kid, hey, kid, uh, no, that's a losing team. Get the Lowry jersey. <laughs> but kids still getting Curry jerseys and parents buying this and that, like, for kids. Like, it's just – but those kids will grow up to be NBA fans and continue to be NBA fans. Meanwhile, the NFL, it's just amazing to me for a league that's as big as, like – like, the NFL is as big as they are, like, despite themselves. In some ways, yeah. I mean, it's, they're not – they're not a warm and fuzzy league. You don't have a lot of personalities embraced in the way that the NBA embraces the personalities of their players. It's certainly the greatest embrace of marketing that the NBA has done is to really heavily promote their players. Like Major League Baseball clearly doesn't do that. The NFL is a lot of nameless, faceless players. Um, and the NBA is just different in that way. I think a lot of it has to do with just sort of the mechanics of the sport. And to your point about the Kawhi jerseys being sold out, I'm sure 
there's a mad scramble to get as many Kawhi Toronto jerseys out there as possible because, you know, not to throw cold water on it, but we don't know what's going to happen here in the next few weeks. So uh, they may not be printing Kawhi Raptor jerseys for all that long. I hope he stays. I think it would be cool if he stayed. Very good point. Uh, it is, it's a very good point. But the thing is with the with the NFL, they're just so backwards. Look, even now they just dropped the, the double header rule in, in cities. Um, so now there'll actually be two games. They still have the blackout. It's like baseball. You know, and baseball wonders, what can we do? Oh, it's the amount of time. And, oh, the, the game is this. It's like, guys, you black out games in Las Vegas. Like, people in Vegas True. can't watch a Dodger yeah. game. They can't watch a, a San Diego game. They can't watch an Oakland Angel days. game. Yeah. Oakland, like, days, everyone's yeah. in their days. market somehow. You know, like, how the hell, like, well, you know, we'll look, look into it. What do you mean look into it? You know, like, you look at, like, uh, like baseball. Like, you're, uh, during baseball nights, like, on a typical night on Twitter, you won't see, wow, look at this catch and look look at that. And because baseball shuts it down. Baseball, like, they're the ones that are going to put out the highlight stuff. Like, the NBA doesn't care. Like, Mark Cuban and those guys were smart. They were in a room years ago. Some of the owners were bitching about, like, copyright stuff. And they, they said, guys, people are, you know, uh, they're promoting our league for free. Right? So, like, the NBA, like, that worldwide WAP guy on Twitter, that guy's like yep. all he does is tweet NBA content. Instead of telling this kid, way, hey, so stop tweeting our content, they invited him to the award show. Like, and they're like, hey, best social media great, guy, worldwide right. Walk, right? And I've got, and I've got another example of that too, Gabe. I sat next to this guy on a flight, and anybody that's NBA fan would know this handle on Instagram. I would imagine he's probably got over 10 million followers now. House of Highlights. House of Highlights was started by a guy named Omar when he was like 20 years old, he just started clipping highlights and the NBA had a program encouraging fans to come up with creative highlights. You could submit it to a contest. They'd give you an opportunity um, to gain some recognition. He built that up to the point in like a couple of years, he ended up selling it to Bleacher Report. So the House of Highlights brand is owned by Turner and this kid was in his early 20s. He had multiple employees. He made himself a multi-million dollar business just based on the fact that he was getting unique highlights, putting them together, and creating these sizzle reels that went viral all over the NBA. He made a living off of it, and the NBA happily promoted it, and Turner joined in, and the whole thing. That's a perfect example of a guy yeah. that was embraced by the league as opposed to somebody slapping him down for copyright infringement. No, they Roger Goodell them. would send him a... Send him a cease and desist letter. Cease and desist. Say, hey, we're gonna, yeah, like, exactly. And I've really noticed this too, guys. Like, even being here, take a look at what's happening uh, with the Raptors. Everybody under the age of 25, even younger than that, uh, Mike and Gabe, it's something that uh, it feels like they're losing some of the hockey fans. It's like, you got to get with the times and the NBA has embraced it. And it's one of the leagues that's going to continue to grow. Gabe, excellent point about the NFL. I think the NHL too. And MLB, they need a lot of work to do because the NBA is really feeling it right now. I see that league just pew, skyrocketing, going through the roof. Well, you remember when the Leafs were in, in the playoffs, they 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 had viewing parties in the square, but mm-hmm. not all the time. Wow, because NHL rules. You can only do it twice a series. Or, or like, it's like, are you shitting me, guys? Like, you have all this. And like, like you said, look what the Raptors and the NBA did. They said, sure, you guys want to show the viewing parties. You know, they didn't pay the rights for it, you know, all over the country. 
people outdoors. But they said, listen, all you have to do, you have to play the commercials with the audio. So like our sponsors don't get screwed and you can't market this. You can't sell it. You know, you can you can sell your hot dogs and beer and stuff, but you can't like get sponsorship. You know what I mean? And and it just builds. So the Raptors people, I remember even we talked about it at the time. I was like, wow. Because they could say, listen, everyone got to chill out. You can't just all have viewing parties around the country. You got to, like, remember, Mike, the, in the old days, there was a thing. It was Roger Goodell. They actually sent a, 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 a cease and desist to the church. Do you remember? The Super Bowl? <laughs> the church was charging five bucks. <laughs> it was like, come watch at the, the Super Bowl at the church. We're having a raffle. And, you know, we're going to fix the church. And Goodell was like, you can't have a Super Bowl party at your church. I mean, like, you know, they just the the the, the short sightedness of it, it is so like. But the thing is, is, so listening to your if you're the Raptors, a too intently. Yeah, how many more how many more jerseys are they selling now in these towns that they allowed these viewing parties to go? How many people are going to be right. booking tickets now yeah. with their family to say, oh, I want to now I want to go see a game in real person. You know, I'm from this town. We had a viewing party. And we got on the bandwagon. Next year, I'm taking my kids, or I'm going with my wife, or I'm going with my. We're going with our buddies. We're going to a Raptor game next year, and they're going to spend money. They're going to buy all the merchandise and stuff. It's just good business. It's like Arthur Blank charging two, you know, two bucks for a Coke and a buck, and you know, four bucks for a beer. He it puts people in a better now, mood. Kid, he sells even more now because people are in a better mood about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not getting gouged. There was 59, Mike, across the nation, 59 viewing uh, parties, 59 Jurassic Parks and Fred Van Fleet's fan uh, hometown, too, in, in Illinois. So it's pretty uh, – and you know how many people show up at this. It's not a couple hundred people, like thousands and thousands and thousands. So when you really look at the TV numbers, too, they're actually – there was more people than you'd think because that's only – you're only getting, like, one hit for that. Those people – you know I'm not I'm worried like, about the ratings it's crazy. numbers. I, I don't get worried about Nielsen TV ratings numbers. It's a very short-sighted metric. There's tons mm-hmm. of viewing parties, as you said. There's people watching yeah. all over the globe. They never accurately sure. report streaming numbers, which is something I know a lot about. So if mm-hmm. somebody's going to tell me that this series is down, I guarantee you if you look at the total numbers of the people that watched it in, on all devices versus what we're watching 10 years ago, you'd be in a really good spot. Uh, Mike Blewett uh, with us. So, uh, Mike? Um, I know, you know. I figured you'd be a little sour today, just because I know you know we beat your Philadelphia 76ers and your buddies. Your buddies I'm went down for you guys. I'm not even a Sixers fan. <laughs> Cam did a really good job of explaining a couple of weeks ago when we did a show together how much <laughs> the Raptors mean to Toronto and Canada. It's huge. It's bigger. Yeah. It's bigger than anything, Mike, and it's you have to understand something yeah. too. And Gabe can attest to this. There's no city in the world that's more global than uh, than Toronto, and the wow. Raptors represent it. Siakam, Cameroon, you know, beside Ujiri, you talk about the African roots. Yeah. Players, Boucher, Gabe from your backyard in Montreal at, at the University of Oregon, the American player. It's like it's like a UN conference here, right? And I told Gabe, and he knows, like. He's from Montreal. I'm from Toronto. Two of the biggest hockey markets. Like the Raptors are destroying the Leafs right now. Like it's not even people aren't even talking. It's it's reached such epic levels that it's crazy. Like if I was at MLSE, I don't even know what you're doing with the Leafs now to compare to something like this. It'll never be done again, right, Gabe? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Like um, it is. They can't. And it's you're gonna see the you're gonna see the ramifications down the road on Canadian basketball. It, it really like now like people have always said, oh, Canada basketball. Did you know now actually there after the after Americans there's like there's more Canadians than any other country in the NBA now. Um, but you know you have R.J. Barrett coming in here. Jamal Murray's a good player. You've got Andrew Wiggins. If you go down the list, uh, like Chris Boucher is from Montreal. Siakam is from Cameroon, but he lived in Toronto. He played at New Mexico State, right? So he's sort of, you know, he's Canadian per se. But now, as you stated, kids don't even want to play hockey anymore. Kids, it's like it's like a rich sport. The participation's down. You know how many kids right now want to be Kawhi Leonard and want to be Kyle Lowry and especially Siakam and stuff across Canada that are like eight years old? And then, like, eight years from now, just mathematically, out of all these kids playing, a couple of them are going to be damn good. Exactly. Right? You know, there's already some of them that are damn freaking good. They're already damn now good, Nick, dude. Yeah. Yeah, look, at Nick. now Nick Nurse, too. Nick Nurse has taken over Team Canada. Now, it's not full-time, but you know what's going to happen. It's, it's a start. You know what I mean? So, he's going to be coaching Canada this summer, even though he's not even Canadian. And, uh, and you know, and then we, we take it from there. But just monetarily-wise, too, it's just factual now. The Toronto Raptors are the most valuable sports team out of any Canadian franchise in any sport. Uh, it's got to be easy. Like, it's got to be The Raptors easy. are worth more than the Blue Jays. They're than worth the more than the Leafs. They're worth more than the Canadians and the Canucks or any of those teams. $2.4 billion. And they wouldn't sell yeah. it for oh, $2.4. Yeah. It'll be on the rise. The Clippers were too. They have an absolute opportunity to gain more global fans with this as well, guys. Obviously, they had a Spanish player. As you said, they had an African player. Yeah. Um, Jamal well, McClure is a Canadian. That is, yes. Yeah. They have a, a Canadian assistant coach. Um, look, Yao Ming's impact on Chinese basketball is massive. They wanted to be him. Then they hosted the Olympics. Now there's 300 million people in China participating in basketball. Thank you, Mike Blewett. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, thank you very much, Yank. Game time decisions ready. Trade Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All right, Gabriel Brancy, we're heading into uh, to level two. We haven't even gotten into the golf. Uh, I'm guessing you didn't have a piece of Gary Woodland because you probably would have brought it up uh, by now, Cam. So I yeah, guess you did I not. I did not have a piece of Gary Woodland. Uh, I had one uh, top 20 bet for him, nothing more than that. Uh, it's a very popular win. I'm happy for Gary Woodland. It's funny, Gabe, how many times I've taken Gary Woodland and just didn't think it would happen at the U.S. Open. And he's one of the good guys on tour and uh, I think a very popular win. He hit a lot of huge par putts, too, over the weekend to win the tournament. I'm happy that he fended off Kepka. Kepka got close, but you know, Gary stepped up when he needed to. Very, very strong win for Woodland. 
Yeah, a lot of saves. But uh, you know what? Kicking myself, and I didn't, I didn't have money online. With the Raptors were playing that night, so I was, I was so nervous. I was in basketball mode. Um, I did double my money. Unfortunately, it was only a dollar, so I did yeah. uh, finish in the money uh, in DraftKings. But the uh, Bo Horvlin, great call, plus two fifty top amateur Victor uh, Hovland. Um, I'm thinking of Bo. We're doing the same. Uh, the I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, like, well, yeah, and there's a Bo Horvat on the Canucks. I know I'm the same. Yeah, yeah, Bo Horvat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bo Horvat. Yeah, Bo Horvat. Yeah. The answer's Bo. The answer's Bo Horvat. <laughs> anyway, we could have got that guy top twenty. Yeah, at, but like, plus two fifty odds too. I know, I know. Not even that one. Top twenty. Top average through the roof. Oh, I know. And trust me, it wasn't easy. The kid from Stanford Lee. Was winning for a while, but uh, he stepped up. I'll tell you, this kid is the real deal, and he turns pro next week. Watch out. I might be betting by the Travelers Championship this week. The pro now. Yeah, he should have turned pro a couple of days ago. He should have made more money. <laughs> <laughs> How much money? The 11? All right. Hey, coming up. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Very much, Yang. Uh, your fantasy sports news up. Not all fun and games at the Raptors championship parade and party. Great historic day marked by a little bit of unnecessary violence. Two people shot at Nathan Phillips Square. They have been seriously injured. Uh, two people now in custody. Two firearms also recovered. The parade delayed many, many hours and extremely large crowds in the downtown core. Estimated close to three million people, way more than people thought. Five more years of popular chant from Kyle Lowry to star Kawhi Leonard and Leonard's agent, Uncle Dennis, yelling five more years with Lowry as well. Very interesting. Let's hope that he does stick around. A great day marred by a little violence there. Let's hope everyone's going to be okay. Uh, NHL news. Eric Carlson, maybe a shark for life. The veteran blue liner resigning with San Jose. An eight-year deal worth a reported 11.5 mil a season. The 2018-19 season for Carlson's first in the Bay Area after a September trade from the Ottawa Senators. The Swede finished with three goals and 43 points in 53 games. He added 16 points in the playoffs during San Jose run to the Western Conference Finals before bowing out to the Blues. The new deal makes a two-time Norris Trophy winner one of the highest-paid players in the league, trailing only superstars Connor McDavid of the Oilers and Austin Matthews of the Leafs. Other Shark free agents include Joe Pavelski and Joe Thornton. The Anaheim Ducks have named former Toronto Marlies and Edmonton Oilers coach Dallas Eakins as their new head coach. He's promoted after a four-year with the Ducks affiliate, the San Diego Gulls. He has a 36-63-14 record as an NHL head coach. Two of the biggest superstars in baseball during the Major League offseason aren't drumming up the kind of support needed to start in the MLB All-Star game July 9th. Phillies outfielder Bryce Harper currently 10th among NL outfielders with just over 498,000 votes, while Manny Machado of the Padres 6th among NL third basemen with just over 207,000 votes. Harper and Machado signed for a combined $630 million this offseason. The top nine outfielders and top three vote-getters at other positions as of June 21st will advance to the starters election, which will determine the all-star game starting lineups. Philly slugger Bryce Harper making his return to Washington tonight to meet his former team should be good there. 
the Nationals not considering trading pitcher Matt Scherzer at this time as July's trade deadline is fast approaching. The veteran will receive a full no-trade protection as a 10-5 player, meaning 10 years of service time and five years with the same organization. Scherzer is a three-time Cy Young winner. He owns a 5-5 and record this year, but still leaves the National League in strikeouts and boasts a 2.81 ERA and 2.28 FIP, the 34-year-old under contract to 2021, earning $35 million a year. Busy MLB betting board tonight. Let's get at it. Two at 7.05, Yankees and Rays. New York still minus 149, Chirinos and Tanaka. Philly at Washington. Nats playing a buck 55, 10, Arietta and Corbin. At 7.07, we have the Angels minus 160 at Toronto. Who's going to be at that game? Who knows? 11 is your total. Garcia versus Jackson, 7.10. Houston and Cincy. Reds minus a buck 25, Miley and Castillo over under 8. 7.20, Mets and Braves. Braves minus 160, Wheeler and Soroka. Total in this game, 9.805. We got Cleveland laying 25 cents at Texas. Nine and a half, Clevenger versus Lynn. Good series uh, in Minnesota. Boston at the Twins. Twins minus 140 tonight. Parcello versus Berrios over under 10, 8.15. We got Miami and the Cardinals. Cardinals laying 228. Hernandez and Mikolas, 10.07. Baltimore at Oakland. The A's minus 245. Kashner versus Fires, eight and a half. Three more at 10.10. San Francisco at the Dodgers. Dodgers minus 258.5. BD and Meta. Casey at Seattle, Mariners minus 115, eight and a half, Duffy versus Malone, and Milwaukee is at San Diego, the Padres laying 20 cents, eight is your total, Chassin versus Lucchese, Josh McCown calling quits today after 17 years in the NFL, the quarterback hanging up his cleats, College World Series action on the go, Arkansas and Texas Tech, this one's tied at four, bottom eight, good game there, seven o'clock, we got the Michigan Wolverines versus Florida State Seminoles, Seminoles minus 165, over under eight and a half, Women's World Cup of Soccer, four matches today. Germany wins Group B with a convincing 4 to nothing win over South Africa. The Germans, 3-0, one of the faves to win it all. Spain and China both advancing after they played to a nil-nil draw. Matches on the go. Norway up on Korea, 2-1. Nigeria and France, and the hosts from France are up one to nothing, and that made dying seconds left in those games. In the CFL, Hamilton Tiger Cats linebacker Simone Lawrence has been suspended two games for a head hit to Saskatchewan quarterback Zach Caleros. Caleros now on the six-game injured list with a head and neck injury. I'm Cam Stewart. We're done level one. I stay tuned for level two. Gabe Morenci hosts Red uh, Red Heat and Rage Hour Two. So stick around, everybody. More sports talk on the Fantasy Sports and Radio Television Network coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game time, time decisions. decisions. We're into uh, level two uh, right now as uh, the Toronto Raptor uh, parade is uh, wound down. We'll try to get an update as uh, far as the uh, the girl that got shot. Hopefully she's okay. And uh, serious condition, serious condition. She's in serious condition. They've recovered. Two people are in custody right now. Both weapons have been recovered as well. So let's hope that she's going to make it. Two injured in the shooting. Yeah, that's sad news. I'm sure the girl's Brutal. innocent too. That's, that's you know. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I bet she was there just having a good time and that's the thing. You you talked about it. People, they bring their violence to these events and things like this happen, man. You got to think Look at all the parades and parties you've gone to recently, Gabe, like, you know, buildings on fire, stuff like that. That's nothing compared to somebody getting shot. But uh, 
when you get all these people in those enclosed spaces, things like this are bound to happen, and it's sad. Yeah, it's starting to get picked up here right now. Here's uh, Las Vegas, uh, the Las Vegas newspapers. Two people shot during Raptors parade. Uh, others, uh, others wounded. Um, you know, that's that's. Uh, it's uh, it's sad that you know some 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 innocent girl goes to watch the Raptors parade and ends up in the hospital getting shot. So, like I said, hopefully our prayers uh, with her right now. Hopefully she uh, she can pull through. Uh, so we talked about it. The Raptors, uh, Raptors right now holding out, uh, holding their breath, uh, so to speak, as far as uh, Kawhi uh, Leonard is concerned and the future of Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors. A lot of positive signs, only because they won the freaking championship. <laughs> number one. Um, number two, Kawhi Leonard seems to be in a very extra sort of good mood uh, today, and. Uh, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry wouldn't put Kawhi Leonard in a spot. Like, if you guys saw the press conference yesterday, Raptor players said, hey, it's up to him. Whatever he's going to do, he's going to do. He's earned the right uh, to do what he's going to do. And today, you see Kyle Lowry, you know, he's holding the trophy. He's drunk, and he starts to chant five more years, five more years. I don't think he'd put Kawhi in that spot. And Kawhi... Kawhi was laughing it up, and Kawhi's uncle, who's the agent, had his hand up, chanting, five more years, five more years. I was thinking, Cam, that he's going to sign a two-year deal, a two- to three-year deal. I've been thinking this for a while. Um, But the fact, if you think about it, he can make a lot of money for the Raptors. And the way the NBA sets it up, they try to make it so you don't leave, so he can make like an extra $50, $60 million, whatever it is. If he stays with the Raptors, I think it's 50 million. I don't know. It's like 240 to 185, whatever the hell. Like, yeah, you know, it's about 40, 40, 50 to 60 million dollars extra. And you look, Kevin Durant can took a two year deal, bro, with the Golden State Warriors. How'd that work out for him in the end? Because they're like, oh, Kevin Durant will take a two-year deal with the Warriors, and then he'll get the bigger money with the salary cap being bigger. Now, will yeah, he? Will uh, Clay Thompson. I, I think Kawhi Leonard might be thinking, you know what? These guys are guaranteed a quarter of a billion dollars. I'm going to take Lock me up. Yeah, I'd take it. Yeah. yeah. Security. Job security. A lot of money, by. man. It's That's a lot of money. $240 million. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Gabriel Moretzi. He is uh, the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. Uh, we're into uh, level two uh, here. The parade uh, is done. The U.S. Open is done. Uh, Cam, I took Brooks Kepka uh, yesterday morning. I was at the FanDuel Sportsbook in the afternoon, actually. 
and uh, it was um, plus five hundred, plus five hundred. Yeah. And uh, man, he was in the mix. We we got as close to one, and he actually yeah. became the favorite at that point. When when he cut it to one. I actually thought he was going to win at that point. I was like, yeah, Woodland's yep. going to fall apart here. Kep- Kepka's coming on. Uh, Kepka's just a machine. But Kepka just kept spraying the ball everywhere. And, you know, he kept saving himself. But there's only so many times you can save yourself, Cam. I was a little disappointed, actually, that it's amazing that even the greatest golfers in the world, man, these guys just can't keep it in the damn fairway. <laughs> no, and I'll tell you something. If people, I watched every stroke of that tournament. And the things that Gary Woodland and Justin Rose did to be in their position were almost epic. Like Brooks Kepka, nobody missed more putts than him and Dustin Johnson this week. It was unbelievable because usually Brooks Kepka nails those 10 footers. He missed a lot of them. DJ was just disappointing the whole tournament. His putter was ice cold. Justin Rose Gabe literally hit like 30% of fairways, yet he had a 13 point putt advantage on Brooks Kepka, 13 strokes going into the final round, I think it was, which is unheard of for a golf tournament. And I'll tell you something about Gary Woodland, just the way he saved pars, a miraculous chip, you know, from the, the shot from the green. I thought he would double bogey that hole. He stuck it to one feet, uh, one foot for par. I've never seen so many putts of over 30 feet that he saved for par. That's how he won the tournament. I'll give Kepka a lot of credit, though. He didn't back down. He got up and down from everywhere, but it's just a matter of running out of holes. You said it, Marenzi, like, when Woodland just uh, had that two-shot lead. If it was a one-shot lead going into the final hole, I have a feeling we would have had a playoff. But uh, kudos to Gary Woodland. Uh, he made shots when he needed to. And Kepka, not bad. You so Win, win, and a second. That guy's a world-class player. Some people don't like him, but you got to respect him. You know, yeah, you see, he's just an assassin out there. Now I see what people talk about. You know, yeah, he he's, really he's, does. He's crazy. <laughs> doesn't show any emotion at all. No, he's a ro- he's yeah, I know he's like yeah. a he's like a firm robot, you know what I mean? He just goes about his business and he doesn't really and he's not really mean. Like this is the thing about Kepka. People want personality, right? Yeah, they want yeah. like when Tiger Woods fell down and he got back up, yay, Tiger. But it's not like Brooks Kepka's a dick or anything. Like he the guy Joel Klatt, Gable, you know, used to be the quarterback at Colorado Buffaloes. He's now like part of the Fox team for golf too. So Kepka sat down with him. He gave him some good answers, and he could have been a real prick to him during the interview. He didn't. He was very uh, open. It's just he has that personality kind of like, I don't give a shit about what you're thinking. I'm just going to tell you what I'm doing. And he doesn't like the fact, and in his defense, when you're doing an U.S. Open montage with guys like Ricky Fowler and he's not in it, when he's won an uh, back-to-back and comes second, he has, you know what, I'd be pissed off too because a lot of other guys that are in these opening montages have done jack shit compared to him. And you know what? He's a better golfer than them. So you know what? I'll say good on you, Brooks Kepka. I just tell it the way it is, Marenzi. These other guys had no right to be in that. Tiger Woods, yes, he can be in it. Dustin Johnson still won one. But guys like Fowler, and you, you said, I said Fowler was going to be close. But once again, you know, the it's one of these things. Like, he he is loved by Twitter, by fans. He does nothing. Like, he does not. You can't even, you know, keep in the top 20. Like, it's... It, it's it's something I don't know if he doesn't work hard enough. I don't know exactly what it is. Does he work hard enough? Is he good enough? Um, maybe he does. But I'll tell you one thing: with these up and coming golfers, these guys are assassins, and he doesn't seem to have it. You know, I, it's a good uh, it's a good point. We get to Dustin Johnson not having it as well. Uh, clearly, just not having that killer instinct. I brought it up earlier with Kepka. You know, clearly, if you if you, if he plays the sport, he obviously likes golf. I mean, he wouldn't he wouldn't dedicate yeah. his life to it. But at the same point in time, 
if he's not the same sort of golf fan as these a lot of these other guys are, I think it takes a lot of the pressure away. He's just right. playing. You know what I mean? He's not thinking, oh, this is a major, or I'm at the fame of this course or that course. Or, to him, it's just a tournament, and it's just hitting a ball. Like, he seems to be just very mechanical. Like, whenever you, whenever he answers a question, it's very basically just about his ball striking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like about, oh, this and that and the crowd and the gallery. and No, it's just basically about the ball strike. Like, he's just, he's, he's a mechanical player. And I think that that helps, actually, that he doesn't. It does. He's it not does. sentimental about these, these tournaments. No. You know what I mean? Excellent he's not point. all syrupy and crying after, no. right? He's not, it's just a no. job to him, you know? He doesn't wax poetic about all these things that happen. Also, when you're a golf historian, like a lot of these guys, you start to think about what it, my legacy and what does this mean? Ben Hogan, Gary Player, Tom Watson, Jack Nicholas, all these other things. Kepka, he's like some guys who are PGA guys, Gabe, they read the books that are like authorities. You know what Brooks Kepka's about? Brooks Kepka. He goes out there, I'm going to go do my thing. You don't like it, lump it. I really don't care. As we will say on the show, get bent. And uh, I'm going to worry about what I'm doing. I'm going to worry about my caddy, my team, and nobody else. He's friends with a couple guys on tour, but he's not really like, tight, tight, tight. You know what I mean? It's like nobody says I hate Brooks Kepka, but they know he's a very, in a good way, a selfish golfer. What do you think about uh, what do you think about uh, Kepka at the uh, at the Open? The uh, he's Northern always Island. in contention. He has the game game at any type of course, any time. That's what I'm uh, thinking. Lag, lag putting, it's fine. He. he I'm looking at weaknesses. He's been in, the thing is that people don't realize is I've watched him at open championships before. He's been like on top of the leaderboard. He's been in the running. He's almost won a few times. It's not like this course at Royal Portrush isn't going to change anything about Brooks Kepka's game. He will be a top five, top 10 guy in any course in the world. His game is that good. Um, whereas Justin Rose, on the other hand, was very, very lucky. Like he fell apart on Sunday. He, that guy had no business being in like the top 50 in that tournament. His his um, putting was so good that week. It's it's just no. It's 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 so weird. Like he his ball striking off the tee was disgusting. Like he couldn't hit a fairway. He got up and down from anywhere. And don't let the the numbers and the results fool you. He's not in good form. He just got really really lucky with the putter this weekend. Like to a point of oblivion. When I say he has 13 better putts than than Brooks Kepka, that's nuts. Gabe. 13 strokes. Think about it. Over three rounds. That's unheard of. So he could have been a lot worse, but I'm telling you, Brooks Kepka will be in contention at Royal Portrush. I think uh, it's a good it's a good course for him. Everyone's going to be on the Rory uh, goes home bandwagon there for sure. And I'm one. not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I think Rory played well. He had a couple holes where he made mistakes, but you're not going to get enough on him again. Like Rory, he the problem with Rory McIlroy is sure he looked great in Canada, but he he's prone to the big mistake. The difference between him and Brooks Kepka. And other guys, even Tiger Woods, for instance, they don't take doubles and triples. They usually take bogeys on a bad hole. And I'll give Brooks Kepka a lot of credit for that. Whereas Rory, he could be going along, Gabe, like gangbusters and take a triple, make a bad decision, get too risky. Kepka's just, uh, he gets away with it. It's weird. Kepka's just a really good golfer, gets away with misses a lot better. Rory makes bad decisions. And he'll only be about 8-1 to one at that tournament, and I will not be taking him. No, and uh, at what point do we just give up? And not give up, but can't we can't take Dustin Johnson anymore at these odds camp? Uh, yeah, I learned a, le- a hard lesson. He screwed me in a lot of matchup bets. It would have been pretty good because I had 
I had some good things that I did with Victor Hovland. I had him in two matchup bets where I made a lot of money as a dog. But no, Dustin Johnson could have took away a really, really good weekend, Gabe. And it ended up costing me a lot of money. I'm very disappointed in him. Uh, he didn't fight through the problems like I thought he would do. But you know what? He'll win when you least expect it. But you're right. I can't be taking this guy at eight to one odds anymore. Um, I think there's other guys. There's certain guys that are like even Hideki for that instance. Sure, he's like 21st, but he never wins. In golf betting, I, I'm going to have to do top 20s, but I'm going to have to narrow it down too and go, these are guys that I believe can win the tournament, and these are guys that are just top 20 guys, and that's the way it's got to be. Because some of these guys just can't close the door, like Kepka. That's why Kepka's a great bet. He's always in contention. He has no fear. Uh, to me, a guy that's also, he's knocking on the door right now, and he's become a top 10 machine uh, in majors. Uh, is Xander, uh, Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley, yeah, I had him. I had him. 24 to 1 to win the uh, the, the Open. Uh, 24 to 1. He, I don't know if it happens this year and, and this tournament, but he's too good, too. You can just feel he's he's climbed that ladder. One of these one of these majors, he's, he's going to break through. I think he I wins a major win. in the next two years. Maybe, maybe yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. There's only one more left this year, though, right? So... Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. I am Gable Pretzi. He is uh, the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. Uh, we pick up uh, the pieces. The NBA season is done. Um, yep. The the NHL season is done. He gone. We really are. What's that? <laughs> I said he gone. He gone. Uh, I said no. He gone. No, I say they gone. They gone. Yeah, it seems like Thank we have you, a little uh, little blitzer delay thing going on here. So I hope not. Uh, I hope not. I, I hope not. As I was saying, yeah, he gone. Hockey's gone. Basketball's gone. Listen, basketball's not really gone though. We have the NBA draft uh, in a couple of days, so <laughs> you know it's it's not really gone. The NBA summer league is right around the corner. CFL football started. We went four and yeah. one. Uh, this week, four in one, Sorry. and you and I talked about it. The dogs were barking across uh, the yep. board, in which uh, the Montreal Alouettes, Alouettes were losing, but they scored some. Uh, you know, they backdoored Edmonton. They get the cover. Uh, Saturday night, I took the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks plus the eight, eight and a half against Calgary. Um, I think they won. They won a game outright. Outright. Um, and and then we wrapped it up. Small dog. I only got one point, actually, with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But I knew everybody was going to jump on BC. Ooh, Mike Riley, his first game yep. and all that. And I, Winnipeg's just more further along than that BC team is. Right? BC, Claybrooks will be fine down the road. But, you know, mm-hmm. this Winnipeg team's been knocking on door for a couple of years. And this Winnipeg team's a pretty good football team. Yeah, they might win the Great Cup game. I know it's a long season, but uh, we've talked about <laughs> a bomber, Bombers. 
have been very good to us. Uh, I got to thank you and Babano. Actually, it's funny that night I was like uh, going into it and things went really, really well. And uh, I changed my bet. I originally was going to take BC in that game. And then I know you and him were both on Winnipeg. You say, you know, it's going to take a couple weeks for these guys to gel. And uh, it turned out to be the right decision. Everything went great. I'll tell you something about the CFL, Gabe. It's one of those things like it's a good league to bet on because sometimes you look at it and it's ne- it's almost like the opposite, the never obvious. It's very it's going to be a lot of fun this year because crazy things happen in that league. And I'm glad the first week was good because, you know, it uh, it can get pretty wild in the CFL. You can go on some crazy heaters and bad streaks betting that league. Let's hope that we're on heaters all season long. The CFL season is so long that by the time the Raptors play their home opener, the uh, CFL will still have like two months left. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, like the Raptors will be back in the CFL in week 16. <laughs> There's 20 weeks in the CFL. Love it. 20. Weeks. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Hey, it's we need something. Fun. Baseball's going on all summer. We need something, buddy. We need. Hey, I'll take anything we can get right now. Go CFL. I know. I'm down with the CFL. I'm just saying it goes on too long. <laughs> no, it's I a lot. Oh, starting it's a early. Long, yeah. well, Hockey goes on. They don't need 18 games. No, you don't. But I, it, why like are they other playing 18 we're games? About, I, I have no idea. There's only eight damn teams in the, in the league. You, you tell me, nine. man. I, I, nine. Yeah, nine. nine. Sorry, sorry, nine. I'm not uh, running the league, but It'll I will say this. Next year. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait for the 10th team. But, Gabe, hey, it's just one of those things. Like, uh, And then the rest of Canada needs it, too. Like, Think about other teams that don't have uh, the Raptors or don't have other professional teams. you got junior hockey teams. The Riders, like you know what I mean. It's uh, they they need all the games they can get. I'm gonna. I have more problems with the NHL season uh, ending so late. CFL could go on forever for all I care. Yeah, it feels ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It is. You can bet it on, truly uh, is. You can bet on the NHL draft at Fanduel. Who's gonna be the number one overall pick? Jack oh, Hughes. Hughes. Jack Hughes is a lock, man. Lock. What it's is thirty-four it? to one? Oh, okay. minus 3,400. Who's going to be the number two pick? Capo Caco. Yeah, Capo Caco is going to be the number two pick. But I got a good one for you. I got an over-under if you're playing props. Are you playing All right, props? This is, so now, now we get real. Yeah. Well, props. I mean, NHL draft. I mean, how much more propish can this get? Who's going to be the number three pick? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, over-under. Right. I, got a, I got a sleeper for you. This Russian okay. guy. Who, who, who does they say? What does FanDuel got for the third pick? Uh, Alex Turcott, minus 240. Mm. Bowen Hiram, plus 260. Ooh, what's Vasily? Yeah, Vasily Pozolkin. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, he's a real animal, this guy. Yeah, what do you got 14 him 14 to what? To be what, the third pick? Yeah, 14 Bet to it. 1, plus 14. Bet it. Bet it. Bet it. Bet it. I'm going to tell wait, you wait, one wait, more wait, time. What do your neighbors you tell you that? about this? Bet it. No, no, I'm doing my own research. I, what are we talking about hockey here? Come on, Gabe. Give your head a shake. No, that's my, that's me. I know what's going on. He's got a KHL deal, but watch out for him. They also, uh, he's a real, he's a real game changer, this guy. He's going to play. The thing is, he's got one, he's got a little bit of time left on his deal. I guarantee he'll be the third pick if he didn't have that deal. And he might just say, screw it. I want to play in the NHL, not the KHL. I'm telling you, Marenzi, it's well worth at 14 to 1 worth doing it like he could go like stories say he can go third or go up to like 10 like he that's what's going to happen he's one of these uh, boomer bus guys and i think he's a boom guy at 14 right. to when, 1 when, it, when is it the nhl draft next, next week yeah 
next week. I think it's the 21st. All right, let's see. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at some NHL. Uh, I like that Cam's bringing some Russians to the table here. He ain't playing around. No, I'm not playing around. This, it's a long summer. We gotta, you know, we gotta dig deep. Uh, you know, the, the, that's the problem with the I NBA got a site draft. Here. I got to cite him going seventh here. Okay, okay. Yeah, a lot of people think he's definitely not going to go third. I'm just saying at 14 to one, he's yeah. a real intriguing guy that could go into the, into that spot. Like, it wouldn't shock me if he was the third pick. He'll probably go, like, fifth or sixth, but at 14 to 1, I like it. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right, let's see. I'm looking now here. Okay. Oh, wow. This is this is some detailed stuff. So, basically, because, you know, you can't just read one mock draft, right? Yeah, I know. Here's a, here's a compilation. The draft analyst, uh, daily face-off, draft geek, draft site, my NHL draft. Riding Pine, Riding Pine Community, The Athletic, Hockey Buzz, Die by the Blade, SBN NHL, NJ.com. Uh, all right. OHL Prospects. Uh, all right. So as you can see, we got a million different sort of, and they all have, uh, so I got the box here posted. So there's, yeah, there's a slam dunk. We know what the first two is. All right. Here's one, one guy's got... Uh, Riding Pine uh, has uh, Vasily going third overall. Chicago Blackhawks pick third. Huh. Alex Turcotte seems to be the consensus. Third. Yeah, he does. He does. I'm just saying, what's his odds for going third, though? Minus 240. Okay. Yeah, minus 240. That's something I wouldn't do. Laying 240 on the... That's not happening. That's, you don't sound uh, impressed. No, I don't. I'm not very impressed at all. Laying 240 for something that's not a lock, that's a dumb bet. Even if it comes in, that's way too much juice. Way got too a little much extra, juice. Got a little extra surly edge to you today, Cam. What's going on? Uh, not much. I'm just dealing with a, a couple things right now. Uh, you know, it's it's okay. It's uh, just personal stuff. Yeah. We'll see what happens with, uh, with, the, with the draft. I wouldn't be making that bet, but Hughes, Hughes and those guys are locked to go one and two. Too bad you can't parlay them because... Yeah, things get interesting after the third pick. And it's nice where you guys are living. You and Yang, you get uh, the Devils and Rangers as the top two picks. So that's going to be good for the area. You, gotta, you get two certified studs uh, going one and two. Yeah, Jack Hughes and uh, Capo Caco. Capo Caco. Great name. Great yeah, it really name. is. Capo Caco. Come on. <laughs> What's your name? Capo Caco. Okay. What? Um, yeah, all right. Back. So who who's drafted? Alex Turcotte plus two uh, minus two forty. Bowen Byram, uh, Bowen Byram uh, plus two sixty. Defenseman Kirby Kirby. Uh, man, he's hockey names. Eh? You know how can we talk about like, um, you know, like the Texas quarterbacks? Like they kind of sound. Yeah. Like these these guys sound like Bowen Byram sounds like a hockey player. Then Dylan Cozen sounds like a hockey player, doesn't it? Bowen Byram, he sounds like either a standard bred uh, driver for a horse or a hockey player. You are correct. And on the nine horse, Bowen Byram. Yeah. Well, listen to this guy, Cole Colefield. Oh, that great Cole name. Cole Colefield. Yeah. Cole yeah, Colefield. Yeah, that's that's strong. Yeah, that guy's got hockey Matthew written all over. Matthew Dylan right, Cozens. No, yeah, that's FanDuel is getting pretty detailed here. Um, NHL forwards drafted in the first round. 15 or less, 16 to 21, 21 or more. 
Yeah. Number of defensemen drafted in the first round. Six to nine, minus 170. Ten or more, plus 140. Five or less, 19 to one. Hmm. Number one pick to be traded. Yes, plus six. Uh, the number one pick ain't getting traded. There's no way in hell the Devils are going to trade up. Uh, they're not. They're not. They're not going to trade uh, Hughes here. Huh. No, but I'll tell you, a lot of people like Capo Caco more. But you know, I, I don't really have the empirical data to, to to say. But I think they're both winners to me. You know, they're both. They're both. They're both. The the difference between them and then like Turcotte, You know. You want to be in the top two. So, hey, maybe a team will uh, slide up there, Gabe. You never this know. That's what kid, happens though. sometimes. This poor kid, Capo, uh, Capo Caco. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, playing with New York with the, with the post and stuff like that. Like, he better be well. Like, if he's a bus, you know, it's going to be uh, Capo Crapo. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just, you know, writes itself, hey, right? Hey, like, Gabo. Hey, Gabo. Those kids. Those kids in Springfield are a little less obese. Oh, Gabo. <laughs> Capo crapo. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know, right? So when is this freaking draft? I think it's this Friday, Cam. Yeah, is it really? What day? Actually, yeah, it is. So what day is it today? The 16th? Yeah, it's coming up, man. I like, it's quick. It's June 21st, uh, uh, whatever that day is. When's the June 21st? Today's the 17th. Today's the 17th. Yeah, so it's this Friday. Yeah, June 21st. Okay, Vancouver. I can't. Yeah, today's the 16th. All right, let's roll. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio, Canadian's Fantasy Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. iHeartRadio, tune in uh, now on YouTube uh, as well. And uh, you can't really see my uh, my cool kick-ass uh, T-shirt. Maybe you can see it now, Cam. He got nice. him. And the uh, they were wearing today. The championship yeah, exactly. parade shirt. That's uh, yeah, strong. Yeah. I was at strong. the NBA store on Fifth Avenue uh, yeah. yesterday. And I got to tell you, as a basketball junkie, I could have dropped a couple of, uh, I was like a Melda Marcos in a shoe shop. Yeah, kind of uh, like me at Costco. <laughs> Whoa. I got pork chops, rotisserie chickens. I can't get out of Costco for under 500 bucks. Freezer hey, meat. Could hear, uh, could hear uh, Richard Garner chuckling there. That's like, sort of like a Johnny, Johnny Carson joke or something, which, like, how many people tuning in? Like, like Amanda Marcos, Melda Marcos. Great joke. Like, oh, I yeah, she loved her shoes. I was just going to say, yeah, I was just going to say, like, dropping in a Melda Marcos shoe reference, Gabe, is, like, already, I'd say, 25, 30 years old. That's what makes it good. Yeah, exactly. Either well, that, or I'm turning it to Abe Simpson. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Abe <laughs> Simpson. Uh, all right, Richard. So, did you? Uh, where, where were you today? Like, were, were you out there? Like, basically, because I imagine for people even that thought like, "Well, I'm going to try to avoid the parade," it, it seemed like it was pretty hard to avoid. And from what I see on video, pretty much like every part of the city is crazy. Like even parts not downtown, like people where I was seeing news reports and uh, like people on Parliament and Sherborne and all in that area, they're going crazy. Like they they basically shut down the DTC and like shut the street down and they overtook a streetcar in Scarborough. They're burning cop cars, <laughs> um, you know, so it's not like, oh, you know, oh, I live on uh, you know, I live on Jameson. It's going to be fine. It seems like there's no way of avoiding it. Were you downtown at all in this today? Well, kind of to that point, I work at uh, King and University. So oh, that was on the parade route. So it was interesting. <laughs> like I got off the streetcar this morning at like, uh, whatever, 9, 930. And there was, you know, there was probably 10 people deep already at 930, 10. So you're like, wow, this is going to be crazy. And, you know, you go back, you go into the office, you know, it was one of those days where you mailed it in a bit for sure. You pretended to get some work done. You were keeping an eye on the parade. And, and thankfully, you could watch how long it was taking. So you didn't have to go down every, you know, 10 minutes. But I went down probably, let's say, about 30 minutes before it ultimately got to King and University. And at that point, it was like, who was I kidding? There were people on roofs and stuff. It was People had climbed uh, light posts. It was it was insane. But I did get I did manage to get in a in an area because they were on a double decker bus too, right? So, you know the 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 players are all you really want to see. And we'll get to this other point in a, in a sec, Gabe, because I know you and Cam will just I, I guarantee you we were thinking the exact same thing at the exact same time. But when you get to these, like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the CEO of Bell. <laughs> yeah, I stood 10 hours in a throng of people without water and not taking a bathroom break so I could hear Larry Tannenbaum go on about the uh, the incredible sacrifice of uh, his billion-dollar life. Like, don't don't put those guys on the stage with the players. It's insulting. That's it's, look, I understand point, they all play a role. I, I don't, I'm not pretending they don't play a role, and I'm not trying to minimize the role of ownership because we know – for instance, the, the trade Messiah Jury made, he would have had to clear that with the board of directors. You have to go in front of your owners. You got to make Bob's a good I'm not guy. saying it's Tana Bob's a good guy. Actually, yeah, Larry, Rick, to Richard's point, Larry got the Larry got the cheers, Richard. It was uh, Premier Ford got the booze. Oh, he for got sure. Swamped. But what I'm saying is... That, yeah, that, but that's even Trudeau, Richard, like you that, said, that's Trudeau attaching Trudeau himself does, to this. Trudeau, come on. Yeah, exactly. Really, the, why are you what there, I'm saying is none of the... For, for the for the thing that's going to happen that's supposed to reward the fans, don't yeah. don't don't put people in front. If I if I ask them all on a polygraph, do you think there's one person here saying today, "Wow, I cannot wait to see Ed Rogers, the CEO and chairman of Rogers"? You know, no, there's not one person there. So just let the players come out, give them more time to speak, give them more time to do their thing. Anyways, that's a bit of a rant. But got to see the, you know, the, the insanity, the, the throngs, the masses. It was incredible, obviously. It, it took probably, I think, two hours longer than it was supposed to. You were starting to hear some, some, some panic about, you know, the, the people 
in Nathan Phillips Square, who had literally been there for like five, six hours without water and bathroom breaks. Of course, by now, you guys saw the, the shooting that, uh, that actually Matt Devlin handled you know, pretty deftly. That would have been very difficult. It's all under control. The, the two people have been apprehended. Nobody really hurt. No life-threatening injuries. That thing's going to happen when you've got a couple million people moving around a city of five or six. But in the end, I mean, everybody, you know, we've all seen parades, Gabe. We've seen Super Bowl parades. Cam, you, you remember 1992, 1993 Jays parades. Yeah, this, I was there. This is like nothing. Yeah, but this is like nothing any of us have ever seen. Exactly. Like, I remember the Jays parade, to Gabe's point. Like, we had enough time when the Blue Jays were riding around in, like, old Cadillacs to cross the street. And, hey, buddy, you're there. Like, you know you know what I'm saying, Richard? Like, hey, my buddy's you here and stuff. the players. That's what I'm you saying. You know, hey, I would have to, like, yeah, high five. Boom. I know. It's true, Cam. I it's remember. Yeah, you, you asked the cop, can I cross the street here quick? Yeah, right across the other side. Of the oh, he's loving. No, it's like, hey, Gabe, it was only, like, it wasn't, like, and there was people there, but. This was like dangerous, the amount of people there. The Blue Jay stuff, you could still move around. It wasn't claustrophobic. It was a whole different vibe, to Richard's point. It, now, it, listen, it, it got, captures the yeah. point, Gabe, that that we've talked about a lot. And, and I mean, you know, there's a lot of cliche stuff that people say in sports and in life that, you know, often isn't really a true reflection of reality. This is one of those things that is, in that it was a very deliberate, uh, calculated even uh, attempt by the organization five, six years ago to really, w- w- to really capitalize on an opportunity that they, they believed at the time that they hadn't, which was the Vancouver Grizzlies leaving and going to Memphis, which is probably, what, 12 years ago now, maybe longer, 15 years ago. They hadn't really made a move at the time to be Canada's team, right? They were the only NBA franchise at the point. But as you guys know, no, nothing, nothing Canadians love more than hating on Toronto, right? Nobody loves Toronto, the, the center of the universe or whatever. Yeah. So this We the North story is going to go down as a case study in marketing history. Well, that's Not the thing, Canada, Richard. But around the they world. took the name they, Toronto they, off the jerseys. Right off. Name Raptors. And, and, and said, then they, and, then they said, well, let's put North. And they weren't red before. We used to be purple. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. They went red and white, right? They went red. But mission accomplished in the end, because not only uh, – look, I think you would have had support across the country. It had Everybody loves a winner, right? Everybody loves a bandwagon. You would have had some people get on board. But I don't think there's any way you would have seen uh, Jurassic Parks from Halifax to Victoria uh, in, in Alberta. You wouldn't have seen 2 million-plus people at a parade today. You wouldn't have seen – People, Gabe, flying in from the U. People yeah. like Canadians flew in today to be in the city. Just to your point, even if they weren't you know, like on the parade route, if they were in Scarborough, if they're in Mississauga, mm-hmm. if they they wanted to be just in the general area, they wanted to feel it. And and you know, I think we we could all say it's a safe bet. We're never going to see a royal wedding in Canada, <laughs> at least not to my knowledge. This would be, you know, I don't think we're going to land anybody on the moon. And this, you know, this is the type of thing, if you had the ticker tape, would have been reminiscent of the astronauts coming back 50 years ago after landing on the moon. That was the level, like I was looking up the office buildings and whatever. And again, we've seen stuff in Boston and New York, Yankees World Series and 
Patriots Super Bowl wins, and we've seen the Bulls parades in Chicago. They're all crazy. They're all big. They're all fantastic. But this, this, I think in in size, scope, volume, and energy, this just felt different. No, it it is. It just is different. And you know, as we, you know, these, no one, you know, the the nineteen seventy two. Ooh, where were you when? You know what, like. You know, people that talk about that are all dead now for the most part, right? There's yeah. no, there's been no identifiable sports moment um, for for recent recent Canadians and, and sports fans. And I don't want to hear, oh, Sidney Crosby scored. No identifiable sports moments for new Canadians and and people that don't care about, you know, Sidney Crosby and, ooh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and stuff. This is this moment. You know, I mean, it sounds corny and stuff, but even the super fan, like there was an interview uh, interview with him on uh, on ESPN, and he talked about how you know he was an immigrant and basically stood out, and he went to Raptor games, and everyone was so nice to him, and the Raptor fans, and just sort of became family. Like, like people like feel like like they belong there. They don't they don't connect with other like this is the greatest sporting moment. Like people talk about touch them all, Joe, and all that type of stuff. Like. This just shatters it, bro. Like little girls weren't writing Joe Letter, Joe drawing pictures of Joe Carter like they are with Siakam in Manitoba and stuff, bro. You know what I mean? Like, no, and, and imagine and, and Richard the, the fall, about, the fallout that Canada basketball is going to have in about eight years. I think oh, finally this lethal. is what's going to push push it over the edge. Oh, because now every effing playground across the country, kids are going to be playing basketball now. Well, you know what I expect to see from that standpoint, Gabe and Cam, is you know, I mean, Canada's already become this hotbed going back to Andrew Wiggins, obviously, Jamal Murray, uh, um, you know, even Jamal McGlora, the assistant coach, the Raptors. There's been this disproportionate push of Canadian basketball players already. And that's really a legacy just of Vince Carter and, 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 and the early Raptor days and dunk contests. I think what you're going to see going forward coming out of Canada isn't necessarily just basketball players. But I think what you're also going to see, I think you're going to see your first Indian-born, Indian-Canadian basketball player. You might see a guy from the Middle East, born in the Middle East, who grew up in Canada. Because to your point, Gabe and Cam, you're going to go around all these parks. It's not just going to be brothers. And it's not just going to be the occasional baller and gym rat. I just just imagine, Richard, so I was just thinking, imagine being that kid. Uh, you know, it's your birthday. Uh, even this Christmas, they open it up and it's like an Austin Matthews jersey, like instead of like a Leonard or Siakam or something. <laughs> like the Montreal, <laughs> Toronto stuff oh, back I in the day, yeah, the sweater. Just, oh, my yeah, God. I, just I wanted, imagine, I wanted like, a I, Siakam jersey. Are you, through are you the kidding me? <laughs> a Blue Jays jersey? You know what I mean? Like, no. I've, awesome. I've been saying this for years, though. Go to a high school. Ask a kid. Who do you like? LeBron James, Steph Curry, or Austin Matthews, and uh, Sidney Crosby? Like, come on. As you stated, it's and, just going to be I, next level now. What I experienced, too, during this, because, uh, you know, we all have we all have our buddies, right? Who let's let's you know, we can call it wherever it is on the spectrum, but anywhere between back in the day, basketball is a black sport to um, ah, basketball, man. You just watch the last two minutes and, you know, it was that real sort of 
we're curling football and hockey guys. You know, white Canada growing up, basketball was kind of an American slash black thing. And, and those guys are still out there. And, and, you know, many of them are my friends or some of them are my friends of my age. So I noticed, you know, a bunch of us in a Facebook group, right? We were, you know, going, and, and all of a sudden everybody was, you know, sort of going back and forth about this. But what propelled a lot of these, uh, the transformation of a lot of these people were their kids. Because hey, music play, we'll be right back. They didn't want to. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Man, there's just a bunch of crazy videos from uh, from this parade. Just um, a massive humanity, an absolute freaking mass, mass, mass of humanity uh, in Toronto. Uh, Cabby uh, actually asked Norman Powell. I saw I was watching the coverage, and uh, Norman Powell could barely stand. Right, so Norman Powell is oh, pretty hammered. He's my vote for <laughs> most lit. Oh, yeah, he was amazing hey. today, Dave. Amazing. He, saw, Powell, saw, he was tuned early in that parade. He was all leaned over, and he, you know, he sort of had to, like, lean on Cabby, Richard. Like, he had his arm on him, and he can sound, he's like, <laughs> so Cabby said, so you've been partying, you know, you went to Vegas, and you guys, since Thursday night, and he goes, so how much longer are you going to be drunk for? Because <laughs> I see Cabby knows him, right? He goes, how much longer? He goes, so, like, the parade today, does it go to tomorrow? And Norman Powell's like, all summer, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, with all, like all respect, summer. Guys, no, he, he, he certainly wasn't Brett Hull lit. No, oh, yeah, that well, guy. <laughs> and Marcus All was actually drunker than Powell. Um, yeah, Mar- Marcus All was actually was, was drunker than Powell, but uh, that's a good point. Yeah, Brett, Pearl, Brett, Brett, Brett listen. <laughs> That's not any drunker than Brett Hull is on a daily basis, Richard. Daily basis. No, he's just become Bobby Hull, though, eh? Like, it's yeah, weird to same. watch. Even right? looks Bobby like... Hull started to be really sort of sad and scary uh, in the last, let's say, 10, 10, 12, 15 years. And where you couldn't even bring him out to a card signing. You'd hear stories. It was just a mess. And now Brett Hull not just looks like him, it, you know, from... The Golden Jet to the Golden Brett at every facet of their lives. On the ice, the same wicked shot, the same Hall of Fame careers. And now in their post-careers, they're both going to be <laughs> hardcore drunks. <laughs> uh, they're hockey guys. Just expect that. <laughs> back, nice to know something's happening. Like, but that's, that's what I was making is that all these sort of old school, I love good Canadian boys and they like their beers and their pops and, and all the yeah, We got to get out of here, Richard. Yes. Oh, is it break? Yeah, we're done. My update now, Rich. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.